Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes, and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. On the eighth day of Dead Vault, a Snavely gave to me a really, really congested holiday schedule. We. <laughs> That's all nice. I got. I don't. Nice, I don't. Bro. I can't rhyme. I, I can't rhyme this one. Hey, we rhymes with me. And yeah, cool. Yeah, well, that, and that is uh, that's what we're going with today. Yeah, it is, Drew. Today, I am taking us back to the 1800s. Heck yeah! To be specific, 1888, and one of the most confusingly busy holiday schedules I think I've ever seen. All right, I'm ready to go. That is my Christmas gift to you and to our listeners. So if you're interested in that, stick around after this break because we've got some good stuff for you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast brought to you by indeed even though sports had a break your business didn't you have to keep moving and that makes hiring more important than ever indeed is here to help indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because indeed gets you the best people fast unlike other sites indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the podcast, brought to you by Bet Online. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the 12 Days of Dead Ball. We are all the way on day number 
eight, which feels crazy already. Man. We are already on day number eight. It flies by. It's like the month of December, though. I it feel. Is true. I feel like the days leading up to Christmas, it's it goes by very quickly. Just snap right through them. Yeah. This is a podcast series that is brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast, sponsored by Bet Online and Indeed, and hosted by your favorite Snavely brothers, Adam Whitaker Snavely, myself, and my real life brother, Drew Snavely. And that's not to speak poorly of Luke Snavely, who is the third deadball brother nor the deadball sister olivia easton snavely yes yes or the various deadball cousins because you did say favorite snavely brothers i think that's true i did so say it's that. like ah oh, man if but you guys cool. if you guys knew luke he'd probably be your favorite snavely yeah brother. he probably would be let's face it it's cool luke's a cool guy he is he's a cool dude and we like him and olivia would probably be your favorite olivia would probably be your favorite sibling overall yes, yes. she's the best of us. <laughs> but this isn't a Snavely podcast. This is Adam and Drew's podcast. This is our podcast, It's baby. Deadball Brothers, baby, and that's, that's the way it's going to be. We got the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Drew, I have a story for you today about congested English holiday schedules. Man, there is nothing better than that. A tradition like no other. <laughs> it's truly, truly incredible for fans. Um, it is It is very a very good time. I mean, there are soccer matches like every day. Yeah. If you're a Premier League fan, I mean, even in other countries too, I feel like they have pretty congested schedules, but the Premier League specifically has a very brutal schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great when your team's playing well and people are staying healthy, but a lot of the times that's not happening because yeah. everything's so congested. Yes. Players get tired, they get injured, players get tired, your team isn't performing up to the level that you're used to mm-hmm. them performing at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a story that kind of takes all of those issues and compounds them. Okay. With the fact that we are talking about a time when substitutes were not allowed. Oh, yeah. That was a stupid time. They were not part of the game at all. Just a even, dumb idea. Yeah. Even if, like, dudes were injured, they're like, nope, no subs. Somebody breaks a leg. Well, can't put somebody else on the field. That looks, doesn't make any looks sense. Looks like you're down to 10 men. Yeah. You dummy. <laughs> you idiot. Why did you let him do that you absolute stupid person <laughs> why did you let the other team injure your player at least uh the fa has gotten a little smarter over the years and sports science is much better than what it was back in this is true the 19th century yes absolutely <laughs> um but also just in terms of the sheer volume of games that one specific team had to play in 1888 that kind of makes this a special story. It's okay. a Christmas gift to everybody, possibly except them. Okay. I think. Okay, yeah in, yeah. in the grand scheme of things. As we have discussed on this podcast before, a lot of our Christmas holiday stories actually come from England. Yes. And from Boxing Day. As they are the only country that usually plays all the way through the winter and has games so close to the winter holidays. A Germany, of- Spain, France... Italy, a lot of these teams, a lot of these places have winter breaks that usually stretch from around Christmas time into January. Yes. England has just last season implemented a small winter break. But there's no winter break this season. Is there no winter break this season? Nope. Oh, right, because it started late. Yeah. So, (laughs) sucks to suck, players. No winter break for you guys this year. So stupid. But it's going to be great for us that are still kind of in quarantine. (laughs) And And they they wonder why England sucks at every European competition. Yeah, you know, it's it whatever. is what it is. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Hey, we're not English fans. Well, you kind of are. I mean, I'm a Manchester <laughs> United fan, but like, I'm not a fan of the England national team. No, true. I don't care. 
As we have also discussed, those Boxing Day matches that we so enjoy in England yes. came about because in the 50s there was something of a backlash against the game being played on Christmas Day itself, and the Boxing Day tradition was born. However, Christmas Day football had a long and storied history, and at least one case, a very strange one for a particular blue side from Liverpool. Oh, a little Everton, Ooh, the Toffees. We talking about the Toffees. Oh, the Toffees. Our, my, <laughs> the Toffees. <laughs> Our favorite candy soccer club. <laughs> Hi, Miss. Hi, Hi Miss. Miss. is so cute. Man, he is. He's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Everton Football Club. Originally called St. Domingo FC, Wait, as we've already talked about. We have talked about that. On this podcast. Yeah. Way back when, yeah, a tale of a tale of one city, a tale of one city, yeah. is one of the oldest teams in the world, founded in 1878. Eventually, spawning their biggest rivals, Liverpool, uh, and in general, being one of the most famous English teams around, even though they've been somewhat mediocre in recent memory. Well, I mean, in the grand been, scheme of things, really, really good because they've been a never, top team. Yeah, top they've never team. ever been out of the first division. That's, that's which crazy. Is, which is crazy. Yes. There's a reason why they're the only team to do it. In the realm of what we think about when we think about top teams, though, these days we don't think about Everton. No, and I don't know if they've ever really super been considered a, a top team. I mean, they've won the league. Yeah, if you're winning once, the league, if you're winning the league twice, if you're winning the league, you're a top team. And there was the time, wasn't there the time that uh, Liverpool and Everton made the FA Cup final against each other? I'm sure that they did. I'm pretty sure that Everton's never won the FA Cup before, though. That may be true. I don't know. I didn't research that for this particular one. Um, However, in 1888, they were one of the founding members of the Football League alongside Accrington, Aston Villa, Blackburn Rovers, Bolton Wanderers, Burnley, Derby County, Knotts County, Preston North End, Stoke, West Bromwich Albion, and Wolverhampton Wanderers. And yeah. it's crazy to think about how many of those teams are still in the Premier League. I know, because <laughs> I was, I mean, we just did an episode a couple episodes ago where I was in 1891, and all those teams were still yep. in the first division mm-hmm. of, of the Football League. Um, or have dropped out and then come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have Sunderland, which is like, oh, wow, they've fallen very, very far. Deservedly so. But it's funny to see like teams like West Brom all the way back then. They're like, oh, we we played back then. Yes, I'm pretty sure in 1991 they were uh, they finished in the relegation zone. But it was back then when if you finished in the re- relegation zone, you reapplied to be back in yeah. the, the yeah, top yeah, league. Yeah. And you, most you of the time, they're like, oh yeah, be reelected. Yeah, and they're like, oh yeah, you're back. And it was in. actually like the bottom four at that point. Yeah, exactly. Correct. But we've talked about all this before. Now let's talk about some Christmas. Let's do it. As you may recall from the episode on Everton and Liverpool, A Tale of One City, which I believe is the only episode recorded in the home of Randy and Christina Snavely. At this point in time, there were still many small regional tournaments that would occur around England, and teams would usually give much more attention to them uh, than they do now. Yes. Um, And Merseyside was no exception. However, this led to perhaps the most congested fixture list for one team I've ever seen. Oh, gosh. And as a gift to us all, it happened around Christmas, no less. (laughs) Everton began their Christmas week in a rough way, as they had to play Preston North End 
on December 22nd, 1888. Okay. Preston North End were by far the dominant force in English soccer at the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. At the end of the 1888-89 Football Association season, a.k.a. the first one, Uh they were declared champions thanks to a record of 18 wins, 4 draws, and 0 losses. And they finished 11 points above runners-up Aston Villa. When there's only 12 teams in the league, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's good. They pretty and much played a perfect season. Yeah, it was the, their invincible season. Yep. <laughs> to add to that, they also won the FA Cup that year. Oh, okay. Yeah, so might as well. They, basically, that means they were the undisputed champions yeah. of pretty much everything in England. Everton finished eighth in that first season of the Football League, so you can probably guess how this one turned out. A 3-0 victory by Preston North End yes. at home in Preston. And Everton trudged back to Merseyside. Yes. They didn't have long to prepare, however. As three days later, on Christmas morning, they were scheduled to play another game. Okay. Everton were competing in the Lancashire Cup. And we just talked about Lancashire. Yeah, yeah. A cup competition for teams in the Lancashire region. So that's not specifically Lancashire County. It's everything that's considered part of the Lancashire region. So that's not only... Stuff like Preston and Blackpool, which are actually in Lancashire, but also Liverpool, Manchester, Blackburn, Bolton, Wigan, Burnley, all these different places yes. are all included in the Lancashire Cup. All of them usually entered in the in these early days. Yeah. Also wild how much of soccer at that point in time was concentrated in the northwest of England. Yeah. Because so many of those teams were the football league teams. It was like the northwest of England and the Midlands. Yeah. And nobody and nobody cared about London. Nobody in London. <laughs> yeah. Nobody in London cared. So strange. On Christmas morning, 1888, Everton took on Blackburn Park Road, which is not Blackburn Rovers. It's a different Blackburn. Yes. Team, in a Lancashire Cup tie at Anfield, which you might recall is where Everton were playing their home games. Yes. Everton, on short rest, sputtered out of the gates and allowed Blackburn to take the lead, but eventually found their footing and came back to get a 3-2 victory over the guests from Blackburn. Now, two games in three days is a lot, especially in this time, like I said, where there were no substitutes during matches. But it's not unheard of, you know? Yeah. Two games in three days. That happens now. We get it. That happens. Do you want to take a stab at how much time Everton had before their next match? Um, I don't know. We are on, we are on Christmas morning yeah, yeah, currently. Yeah. I, well, so we're Christmas morning. Man, I would really hate to say Boxing Day, but I feel like it's going the Boxing Day route. Did they have to play the next day? Drew, you're correct <laughs> oh, no. that they did have to play the next game. However, that wasn't their next game. What? A couple hours after their match against what? Blackburn Park Road, Everton suited up for the second time on Christmas Day. What the heck? Because they had an annual exhibition match to play against Ulster, a team from Belfast, Northern Ireland. Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta get them in. <laughs> I do not know why this match was so important yeah. as to have an annual thing where this team came from Northern Ireland to come and play uh, in Liverpool. Or why Everton felt that they had to play it, given they had already played a match earlier in the day. And I can really find next to nothing about Ulster as a team, outside of the fact that in the 1800s, they were a rugby club that 
for a little bit, like for like a decade or two, they switched to being a football association team. Yeah. And then, and they would play rugby in like the off season, and then they switched back to just rugby, and then the whole club went defunct in like the 30s. Weird. Very strange. But Everton was like, we have an annual exhibition match with Ulster. Got it. We have to do it. Oh, we got to play. We have to play. Actually, the other thing too is that I found that in, I think it was 1891, Everton were drawn against Ulster in the first round of the FA Cup, and they, instead of playing the match, chose to withdraw from the FA Cup. Out of respect. I think so. It was weird. a weird... I don't know. There were there had to be something with Ulster. What the like, heck? Like, in my... Everything I find about Everton and Ulster, I'm like, there is something, some relationship here that I can't find anything on. But there's something here. Maybe we'll try to dig into it on a, on a later episode. Possibly so. <laughs> but a couple hours after the match with Blackburn Park Road, they had to play a game against Ulster FC. So do you know if, like, the players that were playing... In the first match, if the same ones played in the second match, or did like reserves play in the second match? <clears throat> Here's the thing: I do not know for sure. Okay. Um, I mean, it's still crazy because it's the I, first team. I was able to find that in that season, in football league matches, Everton used a total of 35 players over the course of the season, okay. which is four seasons to this day the most players that Everton has ever used oh, in wow. a season. Okay. Um, so the the roster, the club roster, was a little volatile. Yeah. But I don't know if those players see. I, I don't know if, if teams even had reserves really, or like if they. Well, had, they definitely didn't have any subs. Yeah, I know. They, like, <laughs> there's no point in having subs. So yeah. like, obviously, I feel like it wasn't just like 11 people, and that was the club. Like there was more than that, and they probably maybe didn't play the same exact people. But looking at it, I'm like, there were definitely people that played both games. Yeah. Like there had to have been. They just had to. Because I, I seriously doubt that they had, like, the 30-person 30, 30 roster yeah. that was on call for the day, ready to play. Dang. That's wild. <laughs> so, yeah. They played a second game on the Jeez. same day. In front of a pretty good crowd of 2,000 people, Yeah, Everton would win their second match of Christmas Day, 3 nice. nothing, with nice. historians noting that, much to the amusement of everyone there, Everton's third goal was scored by goalkeeper Charles Joliffe. What? <laughs> Yeah, so they won 3 0. They won their first game 3 2, coming back. And their second game, they won 3 0, and their goalie scored. Their goalie scored. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> With that, Everton's very busy Christmas day came to a close. And I'd imagine Everton's very tired players went home to enjoy the evening with their families. Yes. But they had to get up early the next day because they had a match on Boxing Day. Gosh, man. <laughs> At the very beginning of Everton's existence, their main rivals were fellow Merseyside club Boodle FC. I also mentioned them in A Tale of One City. Uh-huh. Whom Everton just be out in the race to be nominated to the Football League. Oh, wow. So when they were setting up the Football League, there were all these teams that were nominating themselves and trying to get in. And they were only accepting one team per, like, city, uh-huh. per, per, like, close region. And the teams that were being considered for Liverpool were Everton and Boodle. And Everton got in. And Boodle did not get in. So there's some bad blood there. There is Maybe some resentment. Oh, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Even after Liverpool's birth as a club, um, the derby with Boodle was a bigger deal for Everton. Yes. For at least for a few years. Yeah. Um, that, That was just how it was. To make matters worse for the derby... Boxing Day 1888 featured a hailstorm in Liverpool. Oh my gosh. Which they played the match right through. 
Yeah, it sounds like the most northern English thing ever. So they played a game three days before Christmas. They played two games on Christmas, and the day after Christmas, it's hailing, and they have to go play a derby match. That's the most, like, Manchester, Liverpool-esque weather. It's oh, like, yeah, it's dude. not snowing, it's hailing. Yep. Because there it is, sucks here. There is ice being thrown from the yes. sky. <laughs> Oh, somewhat predictably, Everton lost. Th- oh, wait, wait, no, no, no. I, I, uh, I skip play, skip, skip the thing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhat predictably, given the miserable weather and circumstances, yeah, yeah. the match played out to a nil-nil draw. Okay. Everton were finally allowed to take a break, luxuriating in their rest for three whole days. <laughs> so terrible. Before they had to play Accrington in the Football League on December 29th, oh my 1888. Gosh. Everton lost 3-1 away from home. Yes. So you think that English soccer schedule congested now? Everton played five games over the course of one week and played three different games on Christmas and Boxing Day. Yeah, that's insane. So next time uh, you hear Pep Guardiola or Jurgen Klopp complaining about the congestion of the English game currently, you point him straight back to yeah. 1988. The good old days and guys were just smoking on the sidelines. Gosh, and man. We were eating full Wigan kebabs before matches. Yeah. P-wet is... smack bomb. This is P-wet smack bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Maybe all of that was a little gift to their fans, sure. But I'm positive that the greatest gift of all to Everton players came on December 30th when they woke up and realized they didn't have another game to play for a couple more weeks. Yes. Finally. (laughs) Happy for them. Some sources are 442, Everton Football Club, and the Dixie Dean Hotel's history of football on Christmas Day. Oh, man. Thank you for that story. That is the craziest festive fixture i think i've ever heard and maybe that has ever been oh we actually got christmas day in at this yes, time i yes, think that's the first absolutely. one that we actually got christmas itself on. that is true that is, that is a very good point that you make because there's usually no soccer happening on christmas itself yes. so it's a little bit more difficult yes but here we are i did a quick fact check on everton fc because we were kind of crapping on them a little bit a little at, bit at the beginning I was like, oh, I don't even know if they've ever won the league title. <laughs> but they did, in fact, they, they're champions nine times. So. I was going to say, I'm like, <laughs> I feel like they were at one point a very top top They've team. never won the Premier League, but... But they won the first division. Yes, they won the first division in 1890, which yes. was like the second season. Mm-hmm. And then they won in 1915, 1928, 85 and 87 and they also have won the fa cup five times yeah I, which i said i don't think the everton's i mean the toffees are gonna come for you <laughs> i was like they heard man, you say that the everton like, hive is gonna come for me so i just wanted to correct that they have won a lot of things <laughs> yeah i was gonna so, say congrats to everton for all of your victories in the mid 1900s um and now you're just <laughs> What you are now. You really found a way to make that an insult again. Very mediocre. (laughs) Just like Manchester United. I think my whole life they've been so mediocre. I'm like, man, they've just been mediocre forever. But And now you're just like them. And now you're I mean, we've still finished above Everton in (laughs) a lot of seasons. 
since we've become bad sure. by Manchester United That's standards. Fair. That's standards. Fair. You just don't I mean, with, with, with the money that we have, I mean, we should be. So yeah, this is, is very, very true. But thank you, Adam, for the story. You're welcome. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to day eight of the twelve days of Dead Ball. Boom. If you liked what you listened to and you want to continue to support this podcast, you can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Um, you can give us a follow on social media at DeadballPod on Twitter and Instagram. We're also on Facebook. You can email us at DeadballPod at gmail.com. You can buy a t-shirt or a sweatshirt or a long sleeve tee at our merch store. The link is in the description below. It is. I think that's everything for I th- now. I think you got everything as well. Adam... We will be back again tomorrow. We will be back again tomorrow. With yet another story. More days of dead ball coming for you. What more could you want? Hey. But until then. What's better than this? What's better than this? (laughs) Until then, I am Drew Snavely. And I'm Adam Whitaker Snavely. And we will see you guys again tomorrow.